0: Hello, and welcome to RD and the In-Betweens. I'm your host, Kelly Priest. and every fortnight I talk to a different guest about researchers, development, and everything in between. Hello and welcome to this special mini episode of RD and the In-Betweens. So one of the projects that I'm working on at the moment at work is really trying to gather information about how people's research projects have had to change due to COVID and how they've managed that. And when I spoke to Lena uh, last week, she talked a little bit about how actually she started two weeks before the start of the pandemic and that changed the nature and scope of her project quite substantially. So I wanted to um, take some of those conversations and make just a little special mini episode about how Lena adapted her project.
1: Um, yes, so um, I guess uh, at the beginning, uh, we, we took a, a really inductive approach um, uh, to, to this project. And I mean, the pandemic happened two weeks um uh, after I started the project, yes, yeah, so the plan at the beginning uh, was uh, to collaborate with callers. So from the beginning, I was supposed to work in their offices two days a week so I could get to know them and get to know their project. And after the plan was to go to Peru because they have project there. So the Latin American project they have are in Peru. Um, so I was supposed to do this exploratory trip where I would meet with the community Cool Earth partner with and we would have um, come up with a research topic that would match everybody's interest. Um, unfortunately, this was not possible because um, traveling to Peru uh, was not an option. So what I did was uh, very much and to tighten my links with Coolers, uh, so trying to understand their project through Coolers itself and not the communities, um, with the plan of going to Peru in the next few months. Uh, so, kind of, yeah, adapting my approach. Um, and this was made by me attending most of their team meetings they have uh, we also have meetings where we only talk about my research um, I also present my research project and how it evolves uh, quite regularly to them um, to their team in the UK so the team I was talking about based in Penryn but also to the in-country team they have in Peru.
0: I think that's really great and it does sound like you've had a lot of freedom to mm-hmm shape the project whilst i appreciate (laughs) um you know in an organizational sense whilst at the same time um being quite directed by not being able to go to peru Mm -hmm. and the impact of covid19 i wondered if you could say a little bit about that experience about coming in with a kind of really clear understanding of what you were going to do and you know go and work (laughs) work and research these communities and then having to kind of really early on shift the focus of the project because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic
1: yeah so that was that was a tough experience especially I think it depends on people Uh, and some people they can adapt very easily but I'm a person who really likes to plan things Um, So I I had applied to this PhD position. The research proposal was already written. There was already the research question and the different step of the research. And for me, it was very reassuring because I would never have applied to um, a PhD and come up with the research proposal myself because I thought that um, I wasn't sure that my topic would be relevant. So I thought if someone in academia identifies those gaps, it means they're expert on that, so I mean it's it's helpful to do research in this area. So this was very much my approach. I was only applying to projects that were already super defined. So I arrive and I have all this list, but like a to-do list, and it's it's very reassuring, uh, especially since you don't know where to start. Uh, and then two weeks after, everything changes. Not only as a result of the pandemic, I think my project would have changed anyways. Um, as I told you, because I, I needed to, to take more of a business and management um, approach to it. Um, and so eventually now, when I look at my research proposal, I think that I, I did it myself. <laughs> like, I really transformed it. Uh, the only thing that remains from the beginning is uh, the partnership with Cool Earth. Uh, and I think that that's the most important part. Um, and I think I feel proud about it because I feel um, this is something, yeah, that, that, that was the result of months of work and collaboration and discussions. And it's actually, I, I, I have this sense of ownership that I wouldn't have had with the, the initial proposal. Um, so, in the process of it, it was very hard. I had months where I, I was coming up with a research question every week because I I was <laughs> stressing out a lot about it and thinking, okay, I'm never going to find a relevant topic. It's never going to happen. Um, I had those phases during the summer, but eventually uh, it, it worked out. So the process was tough, but it was definitely worth it. And, and now, yes, I'm happy. Although I know it's going to change a lot when I start field work, and the approach is going to be totally different in the final work. Um, but for now, I'm I'm pleased with uh, with the, the topic and the approach.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a number of things that you said in there which I think are really important. Which I've been discussing a lot with colleagues, and it's not to in any way downplay the impact of um, COVID on people's research projects, and it and it has had varying degrees of impact, where kind of people have had to you know shift to doing things um you know doing interviews or whatever online to completely you know in in a lot of the ways that you've done like completely redesigning mm-hmm. the the project um but it's interesting to hear you talk about that kind of flexibility and adaptability and the importance of that and the also the kind of slightly philosophical recognition that research chain like research is about change fundamentally mm-hmm. and you know when you talk to any researcher but certainly any you know postgraduate research like yourself where they start when they come in with a proposal <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and where they leave when they you know submit their thesis um, are always two incredibly different places mm-hmm.
1: um, no, and I think that's that's reassuring because I mean when you start field work if you're not open to what you're seeing, what people tell you, and you have your agenda in mind, and you're just uh, telling people, I'm gonna do this and this and this. I mean, it's, I don't think that's a very constructive North um, ethical approach. So I think it, it's good to, it's even necessary to, to uh, remain open-minded during the entire project, especially in my, in my case where I work with indigenous communities, um, were communities who have been over-researched. Um, and it's interesting because I had the opportunity to talk with a, an anthropologist that worked with Cool Earth uh, last summer. And she told me about her experience of going to the communities and during the community assembly. some members of the communities uh, telling her, uh, yeah, but wh- why should we take part in this? Um, it's always the same process of you western researchers coming uh, taking our knowledge and leaving and we never hear from you again so what are the benefits for for us right Um, so if if you take a more participatory approach and saying okay we're gonna remain open we're gonna co-construct this research together and we're gonna identify your needs and see how the research projects can benefit uh, can benefit you then I think that's that's the best way of doing it.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's really interesting. And, and the issue of, of, of ethics, I think that you brought up is really interesting, and I'll come back to that in a moment. But as you were saying that, I was thinking about, well, actually, when you do get to do field work, mm-hmm. how the framing and the approach of that field work will be very different having worked with and within the organization in the UK for, you know, a year or plus mm-hmm. and actually the kind of the way in which that will inform mm. the way that yeah. you approach that and, and, and I guess the additional context and knowledge and skills and all those sorts of things that you've gained from taking that step back and spending time with the organization.
1: Yes, I think it also, there are some pros and cons. So of course the pros is that I know, I know more about uh, what's happening in the communities, the relationship between cool earth and the communities um, with UK and also Peruvian teams. So it's very good that I have this communication with Peruvian teams because they are the ones uh, who go to the community more often. They also have technicians uh, that live with the communities. So I have this insight but on the other hand, then it gives me a certain perspective and a certain vision. Um, I don't think that's bad, uh, and I think any researcher has uh, has biases. You just have to acknowledge that. And you, I mean, from the recommendation that I had and the the various articles I could read about that, when you arrive, even though you're an embedded research within the organization, when you arrive to field work in the communities you're not working for the organization. You have to make this clear to community members, of course, because you have to tell them that you're independent and what they're gonna tell you, you're not going to, going to report it in any way. So it's, it's important uh, for the trust and the relationships you're, you're building with them. But you also have to um, try to put aside what you've seen before and really take this new approach uh, and trying to understand from scratch what's happening there Um, and this is very challenging so the way now I see I'm I'm going to try to to address this is to spend an initial phase of one month in the communities during only participant observation Um, to yes to try to understand how it works there uh, also to prove uh, that I'm there uh, to to work with them but not to to steal anything in terms of, of knowledge or practices, really to, to build those, those trust relationships. And then from there, uh, from what I've seen during the participant observation and from my previous learnings with Cool Earth and the interviews I'm going to do, then deciding on, on follow-up methods, such as, I don't know, interview or focus groups, but this will come in the second time.
0: So, can you say a little bit about how you approached or went about thinking about how to change the project?
1: So, yes, after I think what mattered for me is that I tried to get in touch with other PhD students uh, or postdocs to ask them about this process of reshaping their research uh, um, topics, because I know this is something that happens a lot. Uh, for phd programs and i I thought it was interesting to have the to the experience of my peers and a lot of them told me um well first of all think about yourself because it's you're going to live with this project for the next now three but it was four years at the beginning so if you don't like it if you're not happy to to read about it write about it every morning then it's not gonna work out and this is something i had Kind of forgotten at the beginning because i really wanted to comply and to be sure i was ticking the boxes but then yes as the month uh, came along i, I thought okay I'm, i have to find this balance and i have to find this topic that also pleases me and something i'm passionate about um so this took really a long time i, I started in march and i came up with the final idea in november um, and my supervisor, they had reassured me from the beginning that it was normal. It was going to take a long time. So you had to be to get lost in the the literature jungle <laughs> um, and then uh, see
0: uh, which angle you wanted to to adopt. Thanks, Lena, for that insight um, into the <laughs> the reorganization of a PhD project two weeks in. I'd be really interested to talk to other people who've had to change their projects due to covid so please if you're interested in sharing your experience good the bad the ugly please do get in touch and that's it for this episode don't forget to like rate and subscribe and join me next time where i'll be talking to somebody else about researchers development and everything in between